You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the We Are Libertarians daily podcast with my buddy, Paul Copeland. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing great, Hody. How are you? Doing great. Hey, we're breaking tradition today. We said tough questions, schmuff questions. You guys can answer your own questions for one week because you and I are doing uh, an ad hoc emergency episode uh, about <laughs> about a current event. What do you think yeah. of that? Well, you know, it's good to mix up the format a little bit. Uh, you know, if I just become the tough question guy for the network, then it'll really interfere with my own sense of identity. So, <laughs> and that is so precious to us. I mean, we really, yeah, we really need need to to soften us up a little. Is probably what we're gonna do. <laughs> um, man, so. What we're dealing with here, if you've been on social media now, I I, I want to say it's pretty much died down now. This was like a 24 hour frenzy on social media. It was on the major networks. So it got like a ton of publicity. It's pretty much died down now. But it it I guess I, I'm doing this like a movie where I'm like, tell get ready for it. It's going to be exciting. Uh Paul, Paul, why don't you give us a like, give us a breakdown of the subject as you understand it, and I will interject as I see necessary. Well, uh, as I understand it, it sounds like those hoes owe some taxes. The as hoes is owe the some taxes. Yeah, as is the uh, new back abbreviation nonsense that they're assigning to the word thought, but, you know, uh, essentially what you have is a bunch of people uh, claiming that they are reporting uh, sex workers working through Instagram or other social media platforms uh, to the IRS for back taxes. So this involves kind of two different libertarian subjects, but then it breaks down into like an order of operations thing. I mean, we got, we're talking about taxes to the IRS and we're talking about, uh, I guess, sex work and, uh, that type of thing. So basically what we've got is, like you said, a group of guys. Now there's one guy in the middle of it. I don't know. Do you think I should use his name or would he just crave the popularity? Well, I mean, he's attached to the story as is. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the don't give them a spot in the yeah you know i'm I'm a name user as well so so this guy david Wu, uh and uh, and some people that he influenced um he actually there's a (laughs) there's a couple different ones on facebook called ancapistan like groups he owns one of them it's not even the biggest one so like when i search for his it's not even the biggest one now he is and i learned this from uh our buddy benjamin leader at the from the libertarian party i guess he is actually not a member of the libertarian party and i don't know if he even considers himself an ancap but uh that's where it begins and uh, neither one of these things seems very anarchist or capitalist to me, but uh, go ahead. You were going to say something. No. Uh, and what you just said right there, uh, neither of these things very seem very anarchist or capitalistic to me. Uh, yeah, that's that's 
precisely it. Uh, you know, I guess at the root of it, what we have here is a uh, a group of people claiming to be anarcho-capitalists, or at least in that vein of ideology, using the state as a weapon against people that they don't like for whatever reason. Uh, I'm not even sure the, of what sparked this entire little movement here. Uh, if you have any perspective on that. Yeah, I I do. Um, I, I think that... I, I, so, let, I mean, if I even want to start before I get into libertarian philosophy, I guess I kind of get it on like a psychological level, right? That I'm playing by the rules. It's not fair if somebody else is not playing by the rules. Um, to, to say that, you know, if I have to pay taxes on my money, they should have to pay taxes on their money. And that's what makes us equal. So, and I understand it feeling unfair. There's also probably, and, and I mean, we're dealing with sex work. So unfortunately we're going to have to get into this part of it, but this is a huge part of psychology is that there is like a sexual jealousy issue to it, to be like, wow, these people get to, you know, a lot of people view it as easy work. They stay at home. Many of them have even, and part of it is they are screenshotting these people saying, I'm making $300 plus an hour, and all I'm doing is staying at home. I have a premium Snapchat chat account, and you hit me up, and I show off my stuff, and I do some things for you, and you know I get $300 an hour. And I know a lot of guys hear $300 an hour, and they say, well, that's what I make in a week. And they don't pay taxes on it. And they kind of, and they've, again, this is by screenshot, but they've captured several people saying they do this. And they, I guess, I don't want to say rub in your face, but they mention, yeah, and I don't pay taxes on it. Legally, and correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, you are supposed to pay taxes on it, right? Well, it depends on how it's given and, you know, the amount that is given. Uh, up to a certain amount, it's considered a gift and not taxable especially if they are just giving it to you see and that that's one of those gray areas that some of these people operate in is like they make just enough for it to not be worth investigating for the IRS until you get somebody claiming to make $300 an hour over the course of a year doing it you know yeah, regularly we had a tax worker actually be on, um, or I guess somebody, uh, what was she, like an accountant? or a, She belongs to the IRS, or either works for the IRS or collaborates with them. I don't know. Maybe she just files taxes. She's been on the show before, and they were like, hey, you should have her on the show. Unfortunately, because this news story appears to be so fleeting, it's pretty much almost already out of the public eye anyway. I didn't get a chance to contact her. and, and uh, But she did provide um, Chris, dear leader, her take on it. And she said that this is really such a small amount of money they're talking about that anybody legitimate at the IRS would say, okay, thank, thank you for filing. We'll look into it, but probably wouldn't look into it. So um, there are some people who have claimed to be reporting. And actually, if you go and contact either David or one of these other guys, they give you like the links, like here's where you go to report these people and here's what you do. So there's some people that's, that are claiming that, oh, they're not actually reporting people. 
I, I mean, they're they're doing what they're supposed to do to report people. So I don't know why we would call them liars for actually reporting them. But I I don't know. What why would why would you lie about that kind of thing? I guess. Yeah. I mean, so. I think that they're really trying to report them. Now, as far as if the IRS is actually going to do something about it, that I don't know. Um, but, I mean, if we're talking $300 an hour, now, you're probably not working eight hours a day. But if you are, that adds up to a serious amount of money, one that would put you in a huge bracket, one that the IRS actually would pay attention to. Now, far be it for me to suppose how many hours a day you work, but that probably would get eventually to a slice of the cake that the IRS would want to have. But yeah. I guess it's just highly unlikely. So we are probably dealing with a hypothetical here. Um, yeah, I, I highly doubt that any of these ladies are doing eight hours of work or any of the men that possibly are doing this as well, because I'm sure there are some out there. But, you know, at some point, given the work that we're talking about here something's gonna be chafed yeah uh, yeah and, and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be the men uh I, I was gonna bring this up this is actually isn't a uh girl issue anymore just a feminine issue anymore they're actually uh men actually make a good amount of doing this as well and uh we've seen some of their stories i think a lot of this is coming to light uh right now i i think now obviously because we have screenshots of this it's not like these sex workers the ones who have been caught in this they haven't been quiet about it so as of yet i don't see anyone that we've outed by being like oh no you work on a sex worker although it could touch on the privacy issue to some degree really what it is about is do these should these people have to pay taxes i think you and i probably come down on the same issue on this and would say no would that be a fair fair assessment yeah as far as income tax goes no they're there's no defensible reason for these people to, or anybody else for that matter, to pay taxes off of, off of raw income. So that, and that's dealing with the progressive tax. And, and that's something that, that I think is at the core of this for a lot of people. I think that psychology is getting in the way, like we talked about earlier. I just think that some people think it's unfair um, because they have to pay it. But it's one of those things that I just think if you think the income tax is unfair, generally, why then are you reporting from some some a specific group of people who, not even by rule, because they can report it, but tend to uh, not exactly pay everything they could in taxes? You'll notice that this revolution is targeting sex workers. Uh, how about servers at restaurants? Because I got to tell you, I worked at a restaurant, I've managed a bunch of restaurants. People don't report what they're making at restaurants. So yeah. th there's <laughs> there's an element of jealousy or what, what would you call it, Paul? What is that element? Uh, well, to me, really, it's just the crab bucket mentality at play here. Uh, you know, you see some people getting ahead and you have to pull them down to your level. And it's one of those disgusting little quirks of human nature is that we hate to see somebody getting ahead of where we are. And that's, it's so petty because really these people are, are just playing that we're all in the same game. We've all got different talents. And if they found a talent that makes them make $300 an hour, then 
good for them. You know what I mean? Like, like they found their, their niche and leave them alone. And look, I, I'm a moral guy. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Christian guy. I've already been outed on the show as being a Mormon guy. Obviously, <laughs> this isn't something that I'm going to watch, right? Me personally, I would not pay for it. I don't, I, I, I have a totally different moral and psychological problem with thoughting on Snapchat. But why would I, if I give the government the power to enforce their tax code and their morals on specific lines of work, all of the sudden, well, how about all my churches that don't pay taxes? Isn't that unfair? And so I've, I completely blow it back in my face if I say, well, it's not fair that you guys pay taxes. All of a sudden, they look at my organization, they're like, how much money do you guys make? You should pay ta- your fair fair share in taxes. And then we're all just paying taxes, and then we're completely tax society, and then the government gets to use that to influence us to do what they want to do. I don't know. What, 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 yeah, what do you think about that? Well, for me, it, it comes down to the fact of the matter of there are people out there using the force of government to try to change behavior, whatever behavior that they see in these people that they dislike. They're trying their hardest to change it by terrorizing them with the threat of an audit. Yeah. And, you know... There, there is a case to be made that, hey, you're skirting on the taxes that we're all paying, and, you know, that's immoral. Okay, if you want to attack it from that angle, fine. But what you're doing is you're using the force of government to terrorize somebody and to try to change their behavior for whatever reason, because you don't agree with their behavior, or because you have some moral issue with it, or because you're some thirsty incel that can't, you know, even approach a woman except to call her a slut to her face. You know. There's been a lot of... And I don't want to get into this almost because they're they're trying to see if their screenshots are legitimate or not, but there's a counterattack against David Wu and this other group and these other people who are doing this reporting and showing, say, hey, you guys are just, you know, you guys have propositioned people online. Again, those things might have been doctored. It would take somebody way above my station to tell if it's true or not, but it certainly would feed into that jealousy thirsty whatever and you know you you think you should get it for free or you know think that other people shouldn't be getting ahead this way uh mentality about it again what you said is perfect it's using the force of government to try and fix what you see as a problem you know first of all if the problem is taxes well i thought libertarians had a problem with the tax code i uh, the income tax is extremely immoral I'm just going to say, as far as morality goes, even if you're pro-taxation, even if you're not one of the taxationist theft guys, and sometimes I feel the taxationist theft is like, okay, let's let's talk about reality here. Obviously, the founding fathers weren't like, let's steal from everybody. Now, they only use tariffs, but maybe there's some type of – I think there, that we need – either a flat tax or a fair tax or an even tax, whatever you want to do. I'm in favor of the one that just gets income tax out of the equation. I I don't think you should have to file taxes at the end of the year. Uh, But 
but and beyond income tax, I think it's like a weird way to, to tax people. I mean, it's actually a pretty recent invention, like within these last hundred years, to start taxing you on the income that you make. I guess it's just barely over a hundred years old. But it's one of those things that's had enormous problems. It's part of the reasons we feel we have to have closed borders, for example, because we have to know who's in here and tax them appropriately because we're getting X amount from taxes. I find that taxing at all is a little bit absurd when you have a centralized bank that prints money, that disperses it, and could keep however much they want. So why say, oh, we gave it to our central bank we gave some to our crony buddies. We gave some to our politicians and we dispensed a little bit back to you. But the little bit that go, that went to you guys, we need some of that back. I mean, that's that's looking at the whole system in like an overview. But I, I just think that the tax code is broken. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on like taxation and, and how that fits into this story? Well, I agree with you that, you know, saying taxation is theft while correct is not as productive as one would hope. So, you know, I I I want to see a movement to like okay, yeah, we've established that. Now what? Is what I want to hear from libertarians from now on. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, Yes, we should not be advocating for the use of government as a means to change behavior. We should be advocating for less people paying income tax. And the regressive, you know, please the lizard brain part of me uh, mentality that's at play here should be something that we try to avoid. Yeah, it it has all the it has all the makings for me of, and the, I I feel like the government does this frequently. Like we we talked about healthcare and how often we fight over whether it's people with pre-existing conditions or insurance companies that are completely screwing up the system, and those aren't in like the top hundred things making healthcare expensive. So like, it's just, a, it's a moot point. And so we've had this false battlefront that makes us fight against each other, right? I've pitted, in that case, I pitted rich versus poor against, against each other, you know, but, and, and so in this case, now we've, we're pitting the, you know, I work the full time a week people versus the sex work people. And that's really bad. That's really bad because it's, it's fracturing the unity that we should have sex work people and they are finding out now are crazy libertarian because they have been targeted by the government. They've been censored. They've been repressed. They've been forbidden to use their bodies in ways that we don't like. And so they are, they are absolutely a marginalized people and one yeah. that libertarians should absolutely capitalize on. I think it's sad that it's like this. I mean, it, I guess he's calling, he, he's never called himself a libertarian. He runs Ancapistan, but I haven't even seen himself call himself an ANCAP. But I think it's crazy that it's too bad that we have someone who like might be associated with libertarianism leading this fight, because this is a fight that we want to distance ourselves. From. These are allies. These are people that we can use to get more of what we want by saying, hey, you relate to this. And you have seen 
and, and again, there's screenshots of this, that these sex workers who generally, and I won't lie, are left-leaning, are very, but they are very critical of government. And you've seen them say libertarian things overnight because of this issue, because they're saying, you're, that's not fair. I should not have to get taxed for this. It's not fair that I'm targeted for this. And so they're, they're suddenly becoming, and, and the general meme going around is them like turning into Ron Paul, right? But that's, that's kind of what's going on, that this, this yeah. situation has opened them up to that. So, so, and that is one of the disgusting little justifications I've seen float around for this, is that this group as a whole is more socialist, and that somehow justifies the use of this force against them. And I, I see it time and time again, even within libertarian circles, of this idea that they don't they don't vote like me right now. So it's justified to use the force of government against them. This is and this should be unifying. Yeah, go ahead. It, well, it's the completely opposite mentality of what we need to have. Uh, when you look at people fleeing from countries like Central America, you know, Honduras, Guatemala, it's like, oh, well, you know, who better to preach against the horrors of a strong social central state than these people that are fleeing a strong centralized socialist state? But beautiful point. But for some reason, we think, oh no, they, their group is more like them. So we should turn them away. We should tr attack them. And then when they do arrive here and they have kids here and they, their kids grow up, seeing a group like the Liberty Movement as a whole attacking them. Or these sex workers today see people labeling themselves as anarcho-capitalists attacking them. They aren't going to be more friendly to our movement because of that. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because for some reason, we act like a regressive troglodyte when we should be extending an invitation to these people to ex to. I don't know, discuss the issues, see why they're at the place that they are now, and try to lift them up past the thinking that pervades our normal culture, because they're primed and ready for the message of liberty. Let me ask you this, Paul. How many people in this nation do you think have not had a problem with government at, at some point in their lives? <sighs> what percentage of the... Uh... What percentage of the population is under eight years old? <laughs> I mean, and even some of them. But I, I just think, I, I ask it rhetorically, but, I, and and we'll do final thoughts right now. If you are not focused on creating unity, you, I am not going to be a helpful person for you in the Libertarian Party. You, if you're constantly posting Facebook posts that drive people away, you need to rethink your strategy right now because everyone is pretty much a libertarian if you get them to think about it. 
I mean, I don't want to talk about this left-right battle any much longer than I have to. And because we're in such a polarized place in America, unfortunately, and even, and I'll admit that my brain goes to it sometimes because I've been conditioned to think that way. This needs to turn into an up-down fight. We talk about bottom unity and we need to have it now. And this is, I don't care. Like, like I said, I'm Mormon. I am not going to be a sex worker. I'm not going to hire one. I'm not going to participate in one. I would, if, if I had a friend who had a premium Snapchat that was selling their body, I would advise them against it. And I would tell you all the psychological problems I have with it. Okay. But that's not my role as a government entity. That's not what my focus should be on. As a libertarian, these people are your friends and they are your allies and you need to encourage them and get behind them. They're having the problems that you talk about on a day-to-day basis and I think it's ridiculous that most of them think that they're left-leaning because all that is is a failure for uh, from us to communicate our mes- message and the success in the left of lying about what their message actually is because there is no Democrat in the nation that wouldn't destroy the sex working industry if they had power across the board. I shouldn't say no Democrat because many of them are libertarian leaning. That's maybe unfair, but the majority of the establishment Democrats would completely destroy these people. And they are our allies. They are our friends and we need them in this fight. Okay. So instead of focusing on kicking these people out of the party, let's focus on keeping them in. And to be fair, I'm going to throw this over to David Wu as well. I get his feeling that it's unfair, but let's challenge him in a unifying way. And and somebody who's talked about it, we, we actually had a lot of libertarians say that they, I shouldn't say a lot. I saw some libertarian friends say, yeah, let's report these people. I saw a bunch of libertarians say, no, don't. And then they change their minds. So let's change their minds, but let's remember that that feeling of fairness is not necessarily the wrong thing. Nobody should be paying income tax, okay? Nobody should be part of this progressive system, all right? So like you said, let's get over that like reptilian part of our brain that wants to create division with the with either side. And let's, you know, correct if we have to, but let's find a way to make unity our goal. And Paul, I will yield the rest of the time to you. I, I've not got a whole lot uh, to tack on. Um, uh, I, I will carry a little message forward from uh, Harry Price. Um, he is a big advocate of making sure you pay your sex workers. So if you enjoy the product put out by a cam worker or porn star or, you know, a Instagram, Snapchat, you know, any of these ladies pay up. That's what he's gonna what he advocates for. So, you know, pay up. Don't treat it like a free lunch. You tip your waiter, right? Yeah. Alright. And is that that's that's what you had? You that Okay. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to add that little bit in there for Harry because uh I know he'll want to hear that. So. <laughs> I can hear him saying it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you again for joining us on We're Libertarians Daily. Uh, really appreciate it. Paul and I have actually already got a question for next week, but if you want to get in on the tough question circuit, or if you got a, you know, if you got a question for Paul and me, or for anybody, uh, we recently just massively expanded our research team, and so we've got a lot of resources to deal with here. So join us on the Discord. Join us on Facebook. Join us on YouTube. Leave a comment, leave voicemail message. Believe me, they all get back to us. Uh, and we just love to hear from you.
Yeah. Until next time, take care.